If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. We're broadcasting from the ACC kickoff in Charlotte. A couple of interviews for you and the like, our observations here in North Carolina. Uh, Not good. Not good, guys. Not good, at least as it pertains to the commissioner. Tom and I talk about this in a later segment, but I I just, you know, every year I get excited when we come here. I've missed the last couple for a variety of reasons. Got, uh, whatever, 18 years under the belt prior to that. Um, I mean, I've been doing it for 25 years yeah. total on the air. but I don't It's know. like you've been a Golden Chief booster for I, over 18 oh, years. Oh, you slipped in a sex piece <laughs> to start the show. Holy moly, this guy. Um, no, so here's the thing. I, I In the beginning, it's so funny. Our own Matt Lacerra is doing a great job for us these days. It's his first ever ACC kickoff, right? Mm. And we were eating breakfast this morning, and I was like, oh, buddy. Oh, young buck. I remember when I was excited like you are, all beady-eyed and happy to be here like it's a big to-do. Someday you'll get jaded like me and realize we're in a garbage conference that is dying very quickly. <laughs> That's pretty much yeah. verbatim what you said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I didn't mean to strip him of his uh, enthusiasm, even if that's what it did. I'm just, it's, <laughs> we've watched it. We've watched it all. I realize now I'm old. I've seen it all. The rise and fall of the ACC and Certainly, unfortunately, for the ACC, it's the rise of the SEC, which was not always prominent when I was coming here, and the continued uh, dominance, at least financially, 
of the Big Ten as well. It's not about getting to a number, though. Oh, man. Tom, you know? of course not. You're ignoring the successes. That's right. If all you do is focus on a number, do you a want to get to a number goal. or do you want to succeed? All right. Mm. What are you more interested in, a number or success? Both. You know, if somebody <laughs> says to you, if somebody says to you, you know, look, Jeff, I'll buy your house. You're like, oh, okay. Well, it's for sale. I'm glad you're going to buy it. They go, yeah. yep, yep. I'm willing to buy the house. But I know that it was uh, evaluated and the market suggests that it's worth, I'm going to make a random number up, guys. This is not what my house is worth. I, okay. Uh, $520,000. I'm going to give you a hundred grand. Well, that's that's not going to work. That's going to put us in a financial hole. That's yeah, not going to work. Yeah. Are you focused on a number, or do you want to sell the house? Right, or success. The success is selling the house. You've you, you've desired to sell your house. I'm the man that's going to buy it. You've sold your house. Why are we so caught up in the numbers? Yeah, man, I need the numbers to work here. This has to work. So it's kind of silly, and you know you're going to hear that a lot. But you guys already know that. Yeah. I'm not going to dwell on it. I will say this. Later this hour, and we're going to react to it, you're going to hear an interview that I did with Miami head coach Mario Cristobal. And I hate this. I hate that I have to start the show like this. I liked him. <laughs> Damn it. I'm here to tell you now I like the man. Yeah. Now, he's either really good at this year game, this give and take, this conversational give and take <clears throat> that we do every year. Or he's genuinely a nice dude. I don't know if he's going to make it or not, but uh, either way, well, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I will say this in all seriousness, you're going to like the conversation. It's a good one. I mean, it, it's a good give and take. Yes, it is. I, I think maybe he looked at the sign and maybe you want to wave it for the people <laughs> here mm. on the camera. But I think he looked at the sign. He saw the Tallahassee and he said, Oop, I'm going to have to be real smooth on this one. Well, I'm going to have good. to win him over with charm. I'm going to have to break out that Mario Cristobal charm that I never use in other settings because I got to tell you, man, being here last year and watching him go through that first ACC kickoff. You you weren't impressed. N well, I mean, he was – it was like a drill sergeant is forced mm -hmm. to smile and, and you Well, know. he's been humbled, Tom. They went five <laughs> and seven. Be, he's been humbled. Be. They went five and seven I a mean, year ago and got beat 45 to three by their arch rival at home. The, the day is for his first ACC kickoff as a head coach talking about discipline and acting mm -hmm. like he's a strict teacher who well, takes over is. for Mrs. Landingham, who got sick halfway through the first semester. Poor you know? Mrs. Landingham. Yeah, exactly. And he's taken over for He's like, this is this stops today. Yeah. Like, that was the energy. You guys run today, he's when like, she's here, not anymore. Today, you'll hear how he goes, but he was much more personable. He was a human being, so that was cool. That was I, very cool. Uh, being humbled will do that. <laughs> I, I mean, it will do that. I think, too, he feels that they're more equipped to engage in the battle. Uh, they've had a successful offseason in the transfer portal. They have had a success in recruiting. Yeah. I do feel like he's got better weapons with which to go to battle. If we're going to use that analogy. And that will make you feel a little bit better about having a conversation with somebody in enemy territory because, you know, you've got something that you feel comfortable with and that you're confident in. Uh, you know, bottom line is there are a lot of coaches, whether they coach for our rivals or not, that you enjoy having conversations with. I'm just wondering at the end of the day because selfishly it's always about me is this going to be my guy now when we come to the ACC kickoff to no, replace the I, great one? Will he be our – will we have pastries with Mario no, Cristobal? No, no I, will we, I will not buy any. No, I bought him for Adazio. I will not buy a pastry for Mario Cristobal. You think he would have a glass of red wine with us, Cristobal? He would. You could tell. 100% he would. A good red. Yeah. Yeah, He and that way he's like Adazio. Yeah. Those two have probably shared red yeah, wine. Yeah, well, and, and the similarity, he, he – 
said what's up and asked about my Mets fandom in the beginning, too. Yeah. And then he dropped a fact on us about Gone Girl, which I found weird. Ben Affleck would not wear a Yankees hat. Because he's a Red Sox fan. Die hard. And he instead so he wore, wore a Mets, Mets cap. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nice nugget for him to so, give you. It was strange. I was like, yeah, well, we all suffered together. And then he chuckled. And then you guys began the interview. But We did. Anyhow, yeah. you're going to hear it in a minute. <laughs> and you're going to like it. You're going to say, golly, damn it. I kind of like that dude. I hope he gets fired. That's right. And then he could be the offensive line coach when Alex Atkins takes a job for $10 million somewhere else. I don't think Mario would come to uh, he would Florida not. State, I don't think. No, I he, think he's serious he, about his cane. He is very, Yeah, there's very some great stories about that. about that out there. And maybe he did something to a guy that we all loathe in the coaching community <laughs> that we would have celebrated in that yeah. moment, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, no, I, it's funny to kind of report back from Charlotte that the one revelation – now, tomorrow's a busy day. we got a lot of players and coaches, and we'll figure out something else. Uh, to talk about, but it's weird to me that besides the commissioner still being impotent, yeah. I am blown away by the fact that I had a really candid, fun conversation. With well, Mark. yeah, and, and that's the thing. So if you check out, obviously you're watching this on WarChan TV, hit the like button, subscribe, all that good stuff. But today it, you're getting already hit by now, one o'clock with a bunch of Florida State stuff because we had Mike Norvell and the players available to us at 915 mm. as local media. Yes, we did. Then we get them again. They're on the dais at 130 for the TV part of the interview. Uh, in between those two interviews, one-on-ones with you, uh, Wake Up Warchan has Mike Norvell and Jared Verse, I want to say. We get uh, Mike Norvell and Jordan Travis here on That's the JCS right. side. We do. But there's going to be an hour and a half of Mike Norvell footage today on Wednesday. So we're saving the one-on-one, the best one-on-one, for tomorrow's show on Thursday with Mike Norvell. The channel's got you covered with Florida State stuff. We're painting the grander picture and talking about Florida State's place in the picture. It's just weird. I know that you've been traveling so much. Oh, I'm it leery. never ends. Leery eye. Don't know where I am. You asked on Tuesday. Today, as we're recording this, what day is it? Is I, it Tuesday? I didn't even know what day it was. So this is running Wednesday, even though we're recording it on Tuesday. We just got too much stuff. There's so much stuff going on. So that's it's the, the kind of fun and games we have around here. We just flood the marketplace with correct. interesting content. Mm-hmm. You know that involves your beloved Knowles and uh, the ACC, and that's a good thing. I I do enjoy doing it. And I do like to see the wonder in the air on uh, Matt's face, as I said, as he gets excited about these breakouts tomorrow and all the stuff that we're going to be you doing. You know, when you brought that back up, though, I got sad because this this doesn't look the same. And I've been to this building. Before, you know, we did back at the old place mm-hmm. of employment. Mm-hmm. We were here probably three, four times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when it moved from Pinehurst to here. I've now been here three years in a row after a little break. This is Sorry, man. I, for Matt, I'm sorry for him. It just he doesn't, doesn't know any better. Yeah, he doesn't know That's any better. That's the good news. He doesn't know any better at all. Now, Ira and I were talking about this too a moment ago. I mean, it is kind of one of those things where you're like, legitimately, guys, yep. this thing is shrinking. This yep. is this uh, the importance. And it the may need be on to Zoom next here. year. <laughs> the need to be here. The need to to see all of this. It doesn't seem like something that is of the utmost importance to as many networks as it once was, whether that be radio or TV. Like, it seems like. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, ah, you know what? We're we're good. We're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna send you to Charlotte this year. We're good. They wouldn't do that for the SEC. No, no, they wouldn't. No. I, it just recall you were here the first year that they moved to the Westin in mm-hmm. Charlotte. Mm-hmm. You come up the escalator, you're like, oh my god, they're not messing around. I was here when the ACC started, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. the brand new conference that was the ACC and covering. We, we were at least here <laughs> for the pinnacle of the ACC. We which were. Was, we were. The, 13, 14, 15. Uh, right, and it was the 15 ACC championship after the 14 bowl season right, and all yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. All stuff yeah. You got Clemson, Florida State mm-hmm. in the playoff, but Clemson beats Oklahoma. 
Georgia Tech beats Mississippi State in the Orange Bowl. Mm. Like, that was oh, their time. It was a big to-do. And they put their arms around There that. was dominance. Yes. They didn't talk about lacrosse in those days. And this was a big-ass event at that point. They weren't talking about soccer in those days. No, no. They weren't talking about signing with the CW in those <laughs> days, buddy. They were talking about a TV network that we were going to get. Yep. Yeah. I almost said uh, a fan yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry about we that. We got the network. We got yep, the network. Yep. It does exist, Tom. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. We are live from the ACC kickoff in Charlotte, North Carolina. And some of it that you're watching is taped live from the, you know, you get it. More in a moment. Mario Cristobal coming up, right? That's right next. Ah, that's yep. right next. Stay tuned for that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Need to satisfy your chicken craving? Then head on over to your neighborhood Tallahassee Zaxby's. We've got hand-breaded chicken fingers, boneless and traditional wings, supersized sandwiches, fresh-made salads, and galaxy, a galaxy of sauces from mild to wild, plus shareable sides and platters for tailgates. It's all made to order just how you like it. Your Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Golden Chief booster for over 18 years. Good old. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Welcome back, Jeff Cameron Show, as we broadcast live from the ACC kickoff here in Charlotte. Mario Cristobal, head coach, University of Miami, kind enough to join us now. Coach, thanks for being here. And we'll start with something simple. I always wonder what the answer is to this question when, when it comes to turnovers. So you guys were 0-6 when you turned it over multiple times. I know you know that. 5-1 and when you didn't. Seems overly simplistic. What do you do to prevent turnovers? Because you're really good when you don't turn the ball over. Really bad when you do. Is it one of those things where year to year is kind of random? You get a little unlucky every time the ball's in the ground. It happens to go to the other team. Other years you fall on it. You survive. You move on. Or is it something you teach, something that you say, we can prevent this. We can be better at this. You can improve it. Can you prevent them all together? That's difficult. But can you improve it? Absolutely. And and you improve it with technique and with fundamentals. And you improve it by playing guys that don't turn it over. I mean, let's call it what it is, right? That's it's one of the most magical things, the, the bench. The bench somehow sends transmissions up in the spine to the brain saying don't turn the ball over. So right. that works sometimes too. What you can't prevent, though, oftentimes is injury, and you guys also had a ton of injuries last year. Obviously, you're hoping to stay healthier this year. Every coach knows that and wants that. Uh, when you're going through these frustrations of a transition, it's your first year, you're trying to establish something, what do you say to your team when the success isn't happening the way that you'd like it to be? The truth. The flat-out truth, you know, exactly where we are and what we need to do. And you stay with it, and you certainly point out the things that can be improved and some things if you can't overcome it because personnel-wise, no matter, it's just not there yet, then you're also, you just got to find a way to do something different to try to alleviate that, you know, so you don't want guys to get discouraged or whatnot. Um, we knew, obviously, what the current situation uh, was on the roster, and that's okay. You know, you, you eat what you eat, you know, the good and the bad. And then you address it as best you can through recruiting, talent acquisition. And then you also have to 
you have to do a better job coaching and you have to just find ways to adapt because at the end it's everybody has holes right, right. some more massive than others you know, i mentioned earlier we we did we uh, you know we we had to get to work in recruiting and identifying the areas that this needs massive overhaul this needs tweaking this needs the speed this one needs more size this one needs more power and um that's to the use of the portal too now which i had never ever done before but right. you know again different different job if every job is this one is very different than anything i've ever you know had a chance to do and and it's been an excellent portal off season and a top five recruiting class and a top 10 portal class and then just even more importantly the retainment of the core of guys that you want you know yeah because the beauty of the portal especially in your first in your first 18 months of coaching if a guy doesn't fit you know there, there's no reason to be unprofessional or whatnot you know just make the standards clear and if it doesn't fit let's find that person a good place to go so they can have an opportunity to further their education or playing career you know and then don't hold, never hold that personally but it is a great opportunity to transform your roster we've covered it I, i've had the you know benefit of covering mike norvell who's utilized the transfer portal very well at florida state and i've asked him his philosophy on that because and i'll ask you too because i'm always interested in this and you guys have had a great off season with talent acquisition as you just said I am curious, and I've always wondered this, if you bring in a bunch of guys to fill spots that are necessary to be filled, how does that affect the locker room? Because you got other guys that have been working hard and been there that bought in, and then they see a guy get – I know coaches are always recruiting over players, and it's your job to keep your job and to play well. But the portal's a different level because you're bringing in guys. There are NIL deals and the like, and envy can seep into the locker room. I've wondered how coaches deal with that, with the – the idea of bringing in a guy and then he gets a big NIL deal maybe. And this other guy's on the roster been working his butt off and he sees this as, you know, Hey, look, they recruited over me and they gave this guy money and I don't have any or whatever it might be. Well, I think two things you got to explain to your players. You wanted the real life benefits of NIL. Well now deal with the real life, you know, <laughs> with the reality that some people might be better than you. Right. And some people might actually make more than you. Welcome to, you want the benefits, but the you NFL. don't want the things that come with it. Right. <laughs> right. That's just the nature of the beast. I do think that players want to play with great players. So overall, if you're if you're going to access the portal, make sure that you're you're bringing in guys that have a great mindset that are willing to buy into a program, and that are there to compete to contribute. There's no reason to go to the portal if someone's going to have to develop and wait in line as much. You know, you really access you want guys to play right away. But I think you just stay honest and go get the right ones. I, I always, man, I beat my head all summer going, man, what is the formula here? You know, is it 30 high school, 10 portal? Is right, it 25, right. 15? And it, I came to the, 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 the revelation, right? Yeah. <laughs> About two in the morning. <laughs> Just get the right people, right? They might be overseas. They might be in Canada. They might be in junior college. They might be on the basketball team and come over. Right. Get the right people. I, I studied Miami rosters the best years and how different they were. Somewhere South Florida late in somewhere nationally just mm-hmm. I mean that 2001 team had seven of their 11 starters on offense were from way far away so get the right ones just do your homework to make sure that they are the right ones knowing that you know what at the end that's what cures everything competition with good good people that can really play elevates everybody but you do have a philosophy and you being a former offensive lineman you want to run the ball I mean I know you want to run the ball although more efficient offenses these days seem to spread everybody out and throw it when you look at the portal, do you look at it under the umbrella of, well, this is this is what I want to do. So, yeah, I got to get good players, but they got to fit a certain yeah. mode. They got to be tough. I want to score points, and I, and I want – I would love to balance, but there is no balance. The best balance now is 
being in balance. So people got to overplay on one side, and then you hit them with the other. So um, we're not relegated to like a certain like one type of thing. We just we feel that like we have a coordinator in place offensively that really understands how to move the football and score points, and that understands matchup. Um, I would say how to scheme up uh, and how to really implement the timing and precision of the pa- and the spacing of the passing game blended with a very downhill approach to the run game. That's that's a tough blend to stop, and it worked out well in the spring, and we've had a good fall, a good summer so far, so we expect a good fall camp. Final thing here, you did make some changes, some left on their own, some you had to leave. Uh, how difficult is that? I know that's not what you were looking to do. Circumstances change. You make changes. As a coach, when you decide to shake up your coaching staff, uh, whether it be somebody departs on their own or you let them go, um, what do you look at? What are you trying to do there? I know you just said for players, you say just get good players. Well, there's a lot of good coaches out there. How do you decide which ones you want to bring in? But just like for the players, you want to get good human beings as players and as coaches, you know. And I don't like I have no like desire to make a departure look a certain way. So many departures come across as entering the portal or left for this job when you've really had a meeting to say, hey, it's time to go. This is the best route for you to prevent any questions. So I don't like that doesn't I don't care. Right. Let's get a guy. If a guy doesn't make it here, have some type of decency. And unless he's completely obliterated the place, find him a spot somewhere where he can go and do something. Right. I mean, come on, man. Some people have families. Some people are young men that don't know any better and eventually will get it right. So but that being said, it's critically important to get good human beings that really want to be there because what we do is hard. And when stuff gets harder and harder and harder, you better want to be there. Okay, and it, it's at all levels. It's not just the players. It's the coaches. It's support staff. It's every damn volunteer in the building now. Right. You know, that's what we like. We scour and really regimentize the interview process to get somebody in the building because you can't BS your way through the hard work. So it's too hard. It's too many hours, you know, and we have littered the place with really, really good people and hard work and sons of guns now. I mean, this is we're we're super fired up. We just need to get to work and not worry about anything else. Just get to work. Mario Cristobal, head coach, Miami. Kind enough to join us on the Jeff Cameron Show. Be well, sir. Good luck. Appreciate you, buddy. Yeah, take care. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Mario Cristobal, head coach at the University of Miami, kind enough to sit down with us. It's funny because we we also had Tyler Van Dyke, yep. and um, he's he is a serious kid. I got no problems with Tyler. Um, he that was a good interview. He, it's all right. He played along. It was short, yeah. uh, but he played along with us. It was kind of fun um, to, to to talk with him. Uh, listen, there's no getting around. You know, you heard me bring it up. I didn't want to get specific, but you know, they fired Josh Gaddis. So you replace your offense coordinator. <laughs> he said as much. It was He's funny. Like, he was like, what they no... say that they took another opportunity, but let's be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. When you have a meeting with him and tell him it's time to move on. That's, yeah. So he did that. Kevin Steele left to go to Alabama. Yeah, Frank Ponce was the uh, quarterback's coach, and uh, he's gone. Linebacker coach was Charlie Strong. Uh, he's gone. Uh, so they made a lot of changes, and 
I think obviously Miami fans will expect to see a big step forward, which is a distinct possibility. You just got to be honest, guys. Uh, I blew it with 1.0. 1.0 <laughs> did not work. All right, so we're going to blow that up. Sorry about that. Let's go with 2.0. It's fascinating to listen to, uh, you know, the, the idea that, and I, I think that Mike Norvell would agree with this. You got to get good people on your staff, man, because you, yep. you, you're working really, really yep. long hours. He and, and Mike are on, eye to eye on that. Totally one, eye to eye on that. And I got asked a question today. I was on Chuck Oliver's show and, and their setup over here. And Chuck said, "What is it about Mike Norvell's assistants where they all get elevated? They all do so well. They all go get, get other jobs." Yep. And and Chuck's Chuck wanted to know. It was a legitimate question. He said, "Question." He said, "You know, Jeff, Mike's not been coaching that long. How is it that he's developed this tree of coaches now?" I said, "Listen, it, it true story." From day one, Mike reiterated that he believes that you have to celebrate the successes of your assistant coaches. Yep. You have to want that to happen. You need to shine a light on it. Give credit where credit's Push due. Push them out front. Push them out front. Give them the respect they deserve for a job well done. Yep. Now, you know it goes both ways. If you're not working hard and you're not doing a good job, you're going to yep. be told to have a good day. But yeah. it yeah. goes both ways. So. He's always believed it, but at his core, the reason for that, and I know this because I've asked him, is that that was the opportunity given to him when he was at Arizona State. Mm -hmm. And so he's at Arizona State, and he quickly rises through the ranks. He's studying film. He's way down here on the coaching staff. He keeps getting opportunities because guys are leaving, and he gets moved up. And then all of a the sudden, there's this opportunity. A coach gets dismissed or took another job. And he gets asked, "Do you want to you want to call plays?" And he's very young. Yep. And yep. he's always appreciated that that happened, that that opportunity was given to him. And so I think it's pretty interesting. From that point forward, he vowed to do the same. And that was my answer to Chuck. And that is true. Yeah. Well, and he says you prepare for that as well. So you find in your spare time. Because what does that mean? You got to do your primary job. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't do the job you want while you got the job that needs to get done in front of you. Right. That that's the way to get fired really quick. Yeah. But that means that you do the job that is required of you. It takes a lot of effort because you're green. And then in your spare time, you decide, all right, how would I prepare for this job that I want, the next one? So that means you're putting in double the work, but you're ready for the chance when it comes. And he was ready for the opportunity. Well, and think about the story he told us regarding Alex Atkins. Who is this guy? Yeah. Uh, this yep. guy is impressive every time I, you know, we coach against yep. him. And I want him when I get the chance. To be sure, he's doing that even now. Oh, yeah. He's looking around at other guys, other staffs, where he walks off the field. And that's actually a fun conversation, is that you talk to a coach and say, hey, have you ever been in the middle of the game and you're watching something happen and your team's unable to do this thing that you thought you were going to be able to do and the adjustment on the fly from the other coach has you scratching your head a little bit? And then after the game, let's say you come out on top yeah. and you go, well, that son of a bitch, that guy there. I need to give him a call. He knows what he's doing. That was that was difficult. Yeah. You know, like if I yeah. see him at the convention, I'm gonna walk yeah. buy him a beer. Yeah, I'll be like, listen here, Steve right, Wilson, man. you know a thing or two about football. That was <laughs> you put it on, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> so I think that's interesting. Anyhow, I circle back because I brought it up originally because of what Mario Cristobal said, you got to bring in good people. I don't know that he felt like he necessarily did no, that again, last it's, go yeah, it's You're going to hear Van Dyke. They basically tell you it was a mess last yes. year. Stay tuned for the Van Dyke interview because it's more blunt. Um, Mario yeah. is he dances around it a little bit better. But basically, it's it's like coloring around all the edges of the picture until you see the shape of a picture. And you're like, oh, 
Yeah, they so, basically told you they had quitters who didn't want to win. That's when things got tough between both staff and roster. Mm. I mean, and that's what we saw on the field. Don't get me wrong; it's easy to see it forty-five to three when they they don't they refuse to stop the same play over and over. Again. It was beautiful. So he's got to wear that the way the Norvell had to wear the Louisville game. Well, wear the one down year. there. We oh, wore yeah. one down well, there. He's on his couch with COVID. Saying, wearing I mean, it. But yeah, asking over and over again. There's nothing I can do here. It's beyond my control. Yeah, the Louisville ones where he had the faraway look. <laughs> That's correct. That's one of my favorite moments with him where I was so impressed because this is something that we aspire to. He could have to. lost his mind. Yeah, but this is something we aspire to as individuals. You know, you, you've got to get to a level of maturity. He's revealed some immaturity in the past. Yeah. But he's also revealed moments of clarity and newfound maturity. That was one of those moments where you realize, like, uh, Tom, I say this all the time. When you have kids, man, those moments come fast and furious. There's this, I'm telling you to do this. It's not happening. Things have fallen through. And you're having this discussion. It's very frustrating. And at some point, because you're on the cusp of snapping, and you know that does nobody any good. Nobody in that household becomes better because you lose it. Your kid's right, not going to listen right. all of a sudden while you're snapping. He becomes scared. You know, your wife is mad at you because you've snapped. Now, nobody's going to win here. <laughs> so it's in that moment that you have to stand up and go, this is a, a situation that I am having a hard time with. I'm going to go outside. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. maybe walk around the neighborhood, hun. I'll see you in a few minutes. Let me just gather <laughs> yeah. my thoughts here. But each time you do it, you build up. You know, sort of this intestinal fortitude or Is, uh, the corner callous, pocket open. You know, <laughs> um, that's always open. What am I talking about? Yeah, right, <laughs> the right, corner right. pocket's open. So there are these things, right? <laughs> and I love that. I love that Mike has had the opportunity to do that. And so it's just fun. That's where you compare and contrast your coach, yeah. you know, here at Florida State and what he's trying to do. They both believe in the work. They do. I think that's that, that's genuine. Sometimes coaches give you a line and you're like, oh, so that's what you're going with this year? You know, you pick this as your motto for this year? Mm hmm. But the idea being, the, it's too hard to fake. The job is yeah. too hard to fake yeah. your way through it. And also, if you're a good person at your core, chances are when adversity hits, you're going to do the right thing. I think that's what he's talking about. Well, it's, uh, I think to simplify that in a weird way, it's like if you ingrain good habits on the golf course with your golf swing, meaning you've done it so many times, yeah. and then the pressure hits or you're about to shoot a number and it makes you nervous, you have to fall back on the, the, the things that you know, the things that you've worked on, and just trust that it's going to work because you've right. done it a gazillion times. Right. And he's saying the same thing. Like, you'll revert to whatever your habits are. And if they're good habits, you're a good person. You, that right. will come out in these moments of, well, uh, obviously, intense pressure. I think that's the answer to the Oliver question, too. I mean, these guys, the reputation is sterling of Mike Norvell's assistants. That's why they're going to get their shot. You're not going to give a shot to a Kenny Dillingham at Arizona State at his age if his reputation behind the scenes isn't that, Oh, he'll take it seriously. You know, he's not going to wing it. Like, <laughs> but I mean, some guys kind of do because they're just that gifted. Because they or, are that, or gifted. not, or yeah. they just or, get or, a chance, or they somehow. fake it till they make it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they never do. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing with the. We're gonna having the the lunch next Wednesday. It's a pleasure to talk to every single one of those coaches. It is. It is. That is a fact. That's, that's not normal. It's just not. I look forward to that. Yeah. Every year because we learn something. You know, this is the time of year before the practice starts, and I can evaluate how play is going. You know, this player is playing well, this player right. is not. This is where you and learn a little bit more that you can glean a little bit more because of questions you're allowed to ask in a relaxed setting. And that's not to say that that's going to translate to wins because you've got your eye on two or three coaches on that staff. Great guys. I hope they do it. Yeah, and I don't. you can't pull punches with that. I mean, this yeah. is a very simple task at hand here. 
I, one of the things I always liked about this job, and, you know, I'm paid for to give an opinion. Well, look, man, uh, you're winning or you're losing, and, and these guys are su- succeeding or they're not. Yeah. Uh, the personal feeling one way or the other, there have been plenty of guys I like and dislike and right. they've had success, not have success, but the, the, the evidence is the evidence. You got to talk about it. Yeah. I wish I liked another guy. And then when I got fired, I had millions in the bank, you know, like, <laughs> that'd be a good deal. Like, yeah. This didn't work out for me. I'm going to go sit on the beach for 10 years because I can show Cameron show broadcasting from Charlotte, ACC kickoff. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, our partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this too, it is... um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics. Whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Jeff Cameron Show because we wanted to have some segments while we were here. Taking it all in live in Charlotte from the ballroom, Radio Row, all that time, but also live segments or morning segments. It's a weird week. It's been a weird two weeks. It has. Things normalize when we get back to Tallahassee, yep. really beginning Thursday, Friday, and then on into the following week as we get set. I just had a good conversation with Derek uh, over lunch, and um, he's in great spirits. You know, Florida I, State Sports Information Director, yep. for those of you who are uninitiated. Sorry about that, but... Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's interesting. He's clearly ready for the guys to get here. Norvell arrives tonight at the time that we uh, are taping this, and it is a different feel. Uh, that was the question from a lot of the listeners before we came here was, is it different this time around? Because there are legitimate expectations for Florida State to be yep. amongst the upper crust. And I, and I think that the answer is yes, yes, without question. It got mentioned even uh, at the commissioner's press conference at the end when he was asked, two of your teams are, you know, coming into the season with very high expectations. And he, of course, tried to make the case for some other teams perhaps to be injected into that conversation, as a commissioner would, trying to prop up all of his other sure. teams. But it was led with Florida State and Clemson. And, you know, listen, Clemson's every year, so that's old hat. And we're trying to get back to that being old hat in Tallahassee. And I think that's the feeling here. First thing that guys who work the other beats – came up and said to me when we saw each other here at the convention center, uh, or excuse me, at the hotel, Florida State's back, huh? 
Yeah, what's old is new again. I, just to paint the picture the way I see it, um, been here the last couple of years. Um, it was my first assignment for Warchant when I joined the staff here a couple of years ago. And it reminds me of the old days with Florida State when we were in different parts of uh, Pinehurst and mm -hmm. Greensboro. We've been different places when I first came to these ACC kickoffs, and they weren't in as decadent of a place. Like, you know, Pinehurst is amazing, but the setup for the event itself was kind of in these tucked away ballrooms, and it didn't have the lights, the camera, the action that the ACC kickoff does now. But I will say, looking around here, if you look at the refreshment stations, there are fewer of them. The internet quality during Seminole headlines, that was a headache. That dropped out. The paint is kind of cracking on the walls here. This feels like a league that is receding a little bit in terms of the way it is spending. The presentation is not as strong as the league. But here's Florida State coming up. It just reminds me, when this was at its you know fanciest yeah. the last couple of years, it's all Clemson all the time. Here comes Florida State, and it feels like the ACC I remember when I first started coming to this event about 10, 12 years ago. This is um, a little shakier than the past few years. To your larger point, I've had a lot of people say something similar. Doesn't this place just seem small? Doesn't it feel small? The conference yep. feels small because those numbers get bantied about all the time. They make national news. They're in article after article. People now know what these numbers are and what they represent, and yep. they see the evidence of what that money means. You know, the SEC has won the last five college baseball championships, five different SEC teams have done that. The ACC strength perennially was that they were going to be dominant in basketball. They're not dominant in basketball. They ironically may have two top 10 football teams this year again. Right, right. But yeah. it's at a time where the conference feels like it's holding on for dear life to remain intact as is. We'll have two top 10 basketball teams this year. Maybe. Maybe. The commissioner is left in an unenviable position for as much fun as we have at his expense. He doesn't have a lot of options. He doesn't have a lot that he can say. And if you don't, for example, announce at the ACC kickoff your new partnership with ESPN for women's basketball, where else are you going to Correct. announce? Yeah, so you kind of have yeah. to say it now. Yeah. The yeah. problem is the second you go down that path, everybody collectively rolls their eyes at home yeah. because they recognize that, well, it's nice. Listen, you never want to besmirch uh, the rise of women's sports or non-revenue sports. No, that's real. Olympic sports are a real thing. It yeah. matters. It's great to have success in those sports. But you also know that it must be married with revenue gains in the sports that yeah. are obviously in a position to do so. And if they're not, it doesn't do you any good because here's why. You can cite it now, but it's short-sighted because it won't continue. Correct. Well, what I'm saying if, when it comes to women's sports is that's real. The, the growth is substantial, sure. specifically in softball, but some of the other sports are coming up in terms of viewership. But look, I, I look at women's sports, even a, one like softball, that I think is actually a more valuable entity for television than baseball over the next 10 or 20 years. I just think it's going to make more money than college baseball will. Um, I still look at it as less than basketball, and I look at basketball as unimportant relative oh, well, to football. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, yeah. in terms of where the money comes from, if we're having that conversation about what cashes the checks, we all know what cashes the checks. Well, that's correct, yes. And to have a larger discussion about how excited you are with lacrosse's success in right, women's soccer right, right. is it's fine, but it's the kind of thing that you maybe mentioned in passing as on your way to pointing to all of the numbers that you're you know, seeing shift in a positive for football. Yeah. It, it's not the something you hang your hat on as you lead well, – Correct. His and, speech. And, yes. And, and there was one point in his speech recording this on Tuesday ahead of a Wednesday airing 
So today he said, you know, can't wait here. This is a big season. Get to talk about football. And then he immediately went more into Olympic sports. It was the sequencing of it. Look, man, he was stronger. If we're just going to break this down like the PR firm would, he was much stronger in the Q&A than he was in the state of the ACC union, yes, if you yes, will. Yes, he was. Yes. He was meek. He was old. He was weak at the podium for his opening statement. It looked like he hadn't read some of those notes at any point before the speech itself, stumbling through his words and his glasses down reading here. That can't happen, man. If you're trying to promote strength and you're trying to emanate what you want the ACC to be, you can't be a guy who's flipping through pages of a binder as he's reading as though it's some sort of council hearing. He was far better in the Q&A, engaging, cracking a little joke here or I there. I felt like, Tom, one of the reasons for that was that he did not want to broach subjects about something he knows they're falling behind in if he didn't have to, but he was prepared to answer the questions yeah. if they came up. But he didn't want to give ammunition. So there's always a sense of avoidance here. There's always the elephant yeah. in the room that we're ignoring. Northwestern didn't help either. He knew he had to deal with that at the end. I think he was nervous about that. Oh, very. And, you know, again, I think Corey Clark did a good job of bringing up in our seminal headlines discussion. Isn't it ironic that you had a 20 year old kid a little while back who said that he could not speak about subjects that were of a legal nature and they peppered him with more questions after that statement? over and over and over again, trying to get him to crack, trying to get him to answer those questions, even though he had expressly stated he could not. Yet the commissioner of the conference mm -hmm. issues one statement about he cannot speak on legal matters, and nobody follows it up with a question. Yeah. So, uh, you know. In my own mind, I had said, because the forum for questions lasted 25, 30 minutes itself, I'd set the personal over under one and a half questions. Because you don't get too many of them, because you'll filibuster, and it'll take four minutes to answer one, so you're running out of ammunition. I knew the first one wouldn't be. They handpicked Andrea Adelson. Uh, sorry, man, to ESPN. That's the network. you got to work together there. Mm -hmm. The first question can't be about Northwestern. I know that that was part of their prep. It, you would be foolish to not make that part of your prep. But I thought it was going to be one or two questions about it, and there were zero. So zero. I, I think what we do then is we just move forward here. And, again, it's fine to say that, hey, look, on the one hand, he presented weak. On the other hand, he doesn't have a hand to play. Correct. On the other hand, if you would, he finds a way to take a bad situation and make it worse with certain comments that he makes year in and year out now. It's become the norm that we cringe a little bit during these addresses. It's unfortunate. We snooze is what we do. The other thing to point out is that it's going to be beating a dead horse at some point. We're going to not be – say we're here this time next year, and we're still in the ACC, and the revenue gaps continue to grow, and the projections are dark – gloomy projections mm -hmm. for the ACC. Well, he's got to give another speech and he's yeah. going to do exactly what he just did. He's yeah. going to cite the successes of soccer and tennis and basketball, women's basketball, and he's going to cite the success of... <laughs> I'm glad you had to check uh, that to women's basketball, mm, not men's basketball. No, no, they don't have a lot of success in that anymore. <laughs> no. He's going to cite the successes of non-revenue sports. And again, we're going to be put in the unenviable position of having to spit on that in a way it makes you look bad to dismiss the successes of those sports yeah. while also knowing that we're only doing that because without the success of big time college football, you really cannot uh, sustain any success for any sport. Yeah. So we can't keep talking about that. Now we have to get back to the core issue, which is how soon will we see advancements towards Florida state exiting this conference? Yeah. And that's hard to answer. It's, it's you're not going to get anybody definitive on the record. I can tell you that. You're going to have to listen for and be tuned in to whispers, rumor, the stuff that we're doing on a regular basis now. 
You're going to have to reach out to your sources and see if there's somebody telling you about something that is happening in the bowels of stadiums across the ACC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you got to find out that you know there's a back room somewhere where things are being negotiated. Oh my God, to Michael get Alford's in Columbus. Right, Michael Alford's well, in Columbus. Seriously, yeah, you're going to yeah. have. I mean, that's what we're going to do now at, from this point forward. And listen, watching Commissioner Phillips speak today, do you think Mike Alford is like, you know what? I feel good about things. No, <laughs> he, he's already he, he, he's more emboldened than he already was. Oh, I, I think he's very bold, which is, again, why we talked about it on the drive over. But the Amelia Island thing was just a weird choice. It is a choice I would not have made to go that far. Yeah. The olive branch does not need uh, to be extended. You don't need two branches. No. Just one will do. And not even one. I would have just I, not been mean. Right. Exactly. That's all. I'm we all know the drill, guys. Branch, yeah. What's the drill? We all know it. And then just keep powering go forward. Ahead, yeah. Power forward. That's right. The one thing I will say, quick aside on basketball. Miami did make it to the bottom to the end. Oh, yeah. To the end. Did they reach a championship game? They did not win the championship. They have, yeah. No, I know they didn't win. Yeah, yeah, they were they were in. They were in the final. Do you think, if, do you think North, but here's what I'm saying? Do you think if North Carolina was in the final, that might have gotten mentioned at the podium? One hundred percent. Yeah. Shame Miami got ignored. <laughs> That's what I'm just saying. Tragic. We all forgot already. Yeah. Mm. Oh well, if it was Duke, I if mean, it was well in his first year. Uh, yeah. I'll just say Coach good job, Commissioner amazing. Phillips. Good job ignoring, yeah, ignoring that clip on the radar. There's no reason to bring him up. We all know it was a fluke. It can't happen again. It'll never happen again. There you go. Just keep on keep it on. Let's reference the women. Let's talk about soccer and softball. Let's get into some lacrosse and tennis talk, Some perhaps some diving and swimming talk. No need to mention the Canes going to the finals of the NCAA tournament last year. Yeah, you're right. They did. They just totally just right past them. That's crazy. Um, well, uh, I wondered what he was going to say. I wondered if there would be hints at a solution moving forward. And, of course, there was not hints yep. at a solution whatsoever. It was sort of uh, status quo and will champion the successes. will belittle, to some degree, the idea that uh, you should chase money, even though that's a disingenuous stance. Uh, because he understands long term. No, what, what the it hell means. was that? That was disingenuous as hell. Yes, it's not it about getting to a number. Yes, it is. It's exactly <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, UConn destroyed Miami in the final four. They didn't make it to the final game. That, yeah, I'm like you. I didn't watch it. Beyond. I was going to say, I didn't think they got to the final. Yeah, UConn beat their ass. They've gotten to the final. They were really mean, nervous. If North Carolina made it to the final four, if Syracuse made it to the sure. final four. Sure. Oh, my God. It would be the first thing he mentions. How about that, guys? Yeah, but alas, they did not. Um, you know, I, I will say, too, that. He, when he talked about an eight-point plan, yes, a holistic focus, and other sort of euphemisms with and some fish egg yeah, or whatever, yeah, whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to follow it up with some numbers. I thought he was going to say, "This is what it means yes. to the conference. Right. This is right. here's something tangible that I'm giving Which, you." But he didn't. It was a good question from the back. What specifically has happened in the last year Correct. to expand the revenue? And he says the com his answer is first part of the answer is the conference is healthy. It just is. Oh man, that's when you know you got nothing. That's me talking to my kids, and I've got them dead to rights for something that they were supposed to do, but they didn't. Yep. And then I ask them, and they give me some absurd deflection. Well, it it'll get done. Did you do it? Mm -hmm. I'm it it's dad. Yep. That's not an answer. Right. Did you get right? <laughs> the conference is healthy. It just it is. just is. Okay. Politicians do that. When they get their caught, when they get caught red-handed, and you ask them, "Did well, this happen? Did this happen?" Well, I mean, usually one who does that has charisma. You know what I'm saying? Now, I still stand by the fact that the Q and A he was far better and more engaging. You know, because he took his glasses off and looked at the world instead of hiding behind the podium. 
I think because last year's address went so poorly, he didn't want to get off script. Because the one time he got off script today it was also a disaster. Oh my god, he, he brought somehow up brought up a lift. How, did how you do you? Do that? How do you? Dude, how do you do that? It's polarizing as we hell. We know that the CW is getting into sports, and uh, you know, with Liv, uh, they got their issues. Yeah, you know, but, uh, yeah and as soon as he did it, I thought of the Jeff Cameron Show PR for him, and I wanted to be like on the side of the apron. No, well, why? How about why? I, I, I think their president Dennis Miller's here. Uh, Dennis, Dennis, if you're in the room, raise your hand. Well, no, no? maybe he didn't make it. Maybe he didn't make it. Now, if this happens at the SEC, that your media partner does not show up. Well, do you first of all, you don't stand up there and, and not, go down that road and, and not, not know. know you don't know he's what, Dennis. Where are you? What are we doing here? Also, apparently, Dennis ain't so enthused about the deal because Dennis ain't here. Dennis is chilling at his house, like in the Smokies. <laughs> he's like, Oh, the ACC media days. Are- <laughs> I mean, what, what did Dennis actually do? Dennis is like, Oh, so you want Raycom to put the games on? All I need to give you is a thumbs up. Yep. Got it. There you go. There you go, CW. All right. Thanks, everybody. Been a pleasure. So that's a synopsis of a whole lot of no advancements for the ACC (laughs) and uh, the feel in the room and how little it feels compared to when we used to go to these things. And it's um, it's depressing. It's depressing. But at the same time, we're here. We're continuing to try to get what we can for you. And the Internet worked for this entire segment. So that's a plus. And tomorrow, tomorrow, for the Jeff Cameron show, we'll react to what Mike Norvell had to say and what obviously Kalen Deloach had to say, Jared Burris had to say, and now obviously Jordan Travis, who we're going to have as well. So, I mean, we may save some of that content, Tom, for Thursday's show because yep. Yep. it's going to get redundant. But I think we can break out and talk a little bit about, you know, sort of the angles and, and what Mike The way reveals. you talk to Norvell is different, very different. It is. And, and the people shouldn't have that loss in the wash at two 45-minute availabilities with Mike Norvell. That is correct. Jeff Cameron Show Live. It'll be taped by the time you hear this. The ACC kickoff (laughs) in Charlotte.